Welcome to the Salty and Bright podcast, a show about how we can better live as God's salt and light today. Today, I'm glad to welcome Christine Hui to the podcast. Christine was born in Malaysia and moved to Australia with her parents and three sisters at the age of six. As a teenager, Christine explored various religions before learning about Christianity through Francis, her then boyfriend and now husband of 21 years. Christine was baptised soon after joining the church and has now walked with God for over two decades. Christine completed her undergraduate studies in Melbourne, obtained a doctorate in colon cancer research and now works as a lab manager at a local Christian school. Christine and Francis have two children, Laura and Evan, and currently worship with the Belmore Road Church of Christ in Melbourne. So let's jump right into the interview. So to start off our conversation, Christine, about building a firm spiritual foundation, could you tell us a bit about how you came to know Christ and his church? Sure. Uh, so my family moved from Malaysia to Australia when I was six years old and we settled in a tiny little country town north of Melbourne where my father, who has a faith, he took us to a small parish every week. So I was able to go to Sunday school and hear about some Bible stories. My parents raised us with really good ethics, not to lie, not to steal, to respect your elders, to work hard. But there was very little talk about God at home. And my mother's side of the family were Buddhists. So I soaked up, you know, all the teachings I could about Buddhism and Hinduism. When I was a teenager, I became a bit disillusioned with the world. I didn't know why I was born, what I was doing here, or, you know, what part I was supposed to have in it. I looked at everyone chasing after money and to me it was really pointless and I didn't want to be a part of it. So I felt really lost. And when we moved to the suburbs, my mother went to the Uniting Church and she would invite me along. And there was a lot of talk about God, you know, being so forgiving, he can forgive us of anything, no matter what we do. And to me, Christianity just seemed too easy to be true. And after a while, I just stopped going to church with her. So it was only after when I was 19, I met Francis, my future husband, and he invited me along to Belmarode Church of Christ. I heard the sermon there being preached from the Bible. That was the first time I had a direct connection to God's word. I thought it was so amazing and it really moved me to want to do something with what I heard. And so I kept going. And after about two years, uh, I remember John Cooper doing a really good study about the Passion of Christ. And when I realised how much Jesus suffered for me, I was just pierced to the heart and uh, I decided to be baptised and give my life to him. 
So before that, Christine, when you were talking about that time where you felt lost and a bit disillusioned, how did you kind of get out of that? Do you think that just coming to church gave you more of a sense of direction? Yeah, definitely. So I think at the time I was pretty down and it was pretty difficult, I think, growing up and being a teenager for me. And the way I got through that was I had a strong desire to be a good person. I had to really think, what can I do with my life? So that's why I decided to go into medical research as a scientist, because that was the way I could be a part of the world, but not chase after something pointless to do something meaningful. It was really when I discovered God's truth in his Bible and how he talks about his plan to save me, to give me eternal life. That was, you know, incredible. It gave me value and it gave me purpose that is not from my circumstances or from other people. So it's been a great comfort to me because I think I probably would have really struggled through life finding meaning in it. You know, now as I walk with God, I see he has plans for each of us and it's about following him, you know, with with trust as he unfolds them. I wanted to ask Christine again about that time before you knew Christ and specifically about if you had been exposed to the Bible before that, you know, maybe on those Sundays when you visited the Uniting Church with your mum or that parish in the country with your dad? Yeah, I think I would have uh, heard about the Old Testament stories and there was religious education at my primary school. So I think I was exposed, you know, to the level you would for young children, but I never really understood the gospel message. I knew there was a God and I would pray to him, even though I really didn't know how I learned how to pray. It was for things like world peace, you know, just just praying um, how I knew to at that age. I really didn't know about Jesus. I do remember, though, when I was 11, just wanting to go through the whole day without doing anything wrong. It was a strange time in my life, but I remember I, I would stop and do a mental check. You know, did I hurt anybody? Did I do something wrong? And I'd be like, oh, sigh of relief that, you know, I don't think I have. So when I was young, I really wanted to be a good person and, and to be sinless, I suppose. But at that age, I had a very naive knowledge about what sin was and how I could be saved and free from it. I think a lot of it was shaped by my Buddhist background. You go to heaven based on merit. So I think that was probably how I lived. I was more focused on my actions, earning me a certain consequence. So Christine... How then did you go about building a firm spiritual foundation? 
built on Jesus, like you said, instead of that kind of merit-based salvation, I guess? Yeah, good question. That was a huge change for me. To be honest, it's still an ongoing change. When I was raised, the things that were valued were academic performance, accomplishments. I worked really, really hard, you know, to try and prove my worth. You know, that really was my identity for a very long time. I had to peel that off, those things I had, you know, I suppose added to my collection that made me feel good about myself. I really put a lot of pride in my study and work and God had to work with that. You know, I think one way he did that was to take it away and I had to learn who I was without my job, without my qualifications, you know, without my title. I had a clean slate to start from and I could slowly build and practice what God actually says is important. So, Christine, when was that time when you felt like all of those things were taken away from you? So after Frances and I had been married for a while and I was working as a postdoc in the research lab, we were planning on starting a family. In making that decision about, well, if God were to bless us with children, how are we going to raise them? Are we going to them in childcare or is one of us going to stay home you know I'm not saying that this is the way for everybody because I think everybody has their own path to take but Francis and I prayerfully decided together that the best decision was for one of us to raise the children at that fork in the road of do I choose my career or do I choose to be a full-time mum? I thought about what my life could look like in 50 years. What would bring me the most joy in 50 years' time? Would it be fulfilment in a successful career, discovering lots of medicines and treatments? Or would it be having invested in strong relationships in the family, having spent as much time as I could with the kids and just being there for all those teachable moments where I can speak God's way into their life because, you know, it is our hope and desire for them to love and follow Christ and give their life to them. And, you know, thanks to God they have. So... I decided, actually, I choose a godly family. I know that my children have their own free will, but every decision we make um, is based on prioritising what we can do to share the knowledge of God with our children and those around us. So uh, I gave up my career and I stayed home for 14 years when they were little. And now I'm back to work again. And that actually transitions well into the next question I wanted to ask you, Christine, which is whether you could share about 
what you think makes up a firm spiritual foundation. You know, you've you've talked about your journey of coming to know Christ and building your own foundation, then how you sought to create that godly family environment for your own kids. And so I was wondering, Christine, if you could talk a bit about what a firm spiritual foundation actually looks like to you. I suppose our spiritual foundation gives us the view of why we're here. I know that I have a mission here on earth to live according to God's word and to share his word uh, with those around me so that they can be saved. It changes the way I live and it changes the way we spend our time and energy. So we know that all the opportunities that we have in life, all the skills we have, our finances, our possessions, we're just steward of those things. And we need to use what we have uh, to serve God. When we became a family with one income, we made a lot of sacrifices financially. So we lived simply. We didn't go on many family holidays. So I think it's just that responsibility of knowing where everything comes from, and that is from God. And, you know, we are a channel through which we can bless the world through what he has given us. Yeah, so in terms of what my life looks like, I think one of the most important things has been to establish a personal relationship with God, one that isn't dependent on someone else or something else. That means taking time to read the Bible for myself and responding to it and obeying. Doing this time and time again, God has just shown me how faithful he is and how good he is um, in his nature he rewards us you know beyond measure when we do the hard things i think being active and engaged in the church family is really important part of this has been to cultivate some close uh, friendships uh, with some mature christian women that i could go to for advice uh, when I needed it and for support and encouragement as well. That's been just so invaluable, I think. Just having someone with a strong faith to speak into my life when I'm struggling. And I've been truly blessed to have Francis just being there through you know, all my bad days to just change that perspective into God's perspective and help me from spiraling down you know trains of thought that are really not from God so I think when I was a new mother um, I didn't have a lot of time and I realized when the kids were older I felt like while I got on really well with people at church I probably didn't have many close relationships so that's when I uh, realized I needed to grow those So another thing that I did a few years ago when I found that my life lacked joy was I read a book called 1000 Gifts by Anne Voskamp. She challenged me to write down 1000 gifts from God. So I started a journal where each day I would write down any blessings that I observed. Some Some days I wrote down 10 gifts, other days I just wrote down one. 
So it took me actually almost three years to finish a thousand gifts. But in that time, I've found that it's trained my eyes to just look out for gifts from God. You know, be it like the wind in the birch trees or a hug from my child, you know, or an answer prayer. I just stop and I take that moment to thank God. And so thanking God has just been a part of my day since then. And then I've found that that's helped me to start praising him as well. It just naturally feeds into being able to see God working, all that goodness that he has given to us. And on my days off now, I really look forward to just taking a walk in the park and just carving out some time to enjoy God's presence. You know, just listening to you, Christine, I can see a common theme of being intentional, you know, whether that's spending time with God in prayer or thanking him through your gratitude journal. And so I'm curious as to how you think we do as Christians in being intentional in our faith. Do you think we are intentional enough or do we really lack that desire to put God first or like you said, to kind of carve out time for him in our everyday lives? Yeah, I think that will be a constant challenge that every Christian faces throughout their walk. I think there'll be seasons where we feel compelled uh, to be drawn towards God, I think. And I think other times we're probably more distracted. I think it's really important to create discipline around that because I think naturally we do what is easy. I think it's not always easy transforming ourselves and not conforming to the world. Another connected question I have, Christine, about that idea of just falling into what's easy, I guess, is do you see any other obstacles to building a firm spiritual foundation? Are there ones that you've faced yourself or that you've maybe seen in the walks of other Christians? Sure. I think it's a constant, constant choice that we make. What do I invest in? What do I pursue? Because there's so many good things um, that we could put in our lives and it's very easy to justify because many things are good for many reasons, but are they perhaps the best thing that we can be doing? It's really easy for me to get busy uh, because I like to tick boxes. Uh, It probably feels good for me to tick boxes, but were they necessarily important? I'm not sure. That's probably debatable. So I think it's really deciding what's important and saying no to things that probably take me away from serving. Yeah, I think for me personally, some of the struggle is with discontentment. Like I realise I'd probably like, you know, a nicer house or um, a more comfortable bathroom. You know, the, the list is endless about what we'd like should be better. But those things come at a cost. 
you know, what are we really putting our time, energy and resources into? Is that my treasure? Am I putting my treasure here on earth? Or am I actually putting my treasure in heaven, which is eternal? For me, I'm constantly trying to test my heart and to weed out, you know, the pride of life that sneaks in. And I think at the end of it, I have to remind myself who I am and why I'm here. I did want to ask Christine what you meant by that phrase that you just mentioned. I think it was pride of life. I'm not super familiar with that. So could you elaborate on it a bit and maybe explain what it is and what it looks like? Sure. I think um, even as Christians, when we're really, you know, devoted to God and we're determined to follow him, we're, we're still in the world and we may be blessed financially, we may gain a good reputation and be recognised and honoured. These are all good things and they're all blessings from God. And I think it's easy to enjoy them too much, that we're afraid to lose it. That's when we're probably suffering from pride of life. It's really difficult, I think, to lay a foundation based on God when we are seeking our own glory because that foundation really is ourselves. If I can just shift our conversation a bit, Christine, I wanted to ask whether you'd have any advice, uh, advice for younger Christians in particular, who are really wanting to build their own firm spiritual foundation. Yeah, I just would say for young Christians and old ones really, is um, be humble. That's when we can really hear God. We can actually take on his word and recognise where we need to repent. In order to transform, we really need humility. You know, in our pride, our strength can become our weaknesses. But in humility, God makes our weaknesses into strength. It sounds strange, but I think once we become adults, we have to learn how to be like little children again. And uh, in Matthew uh, chapter 18, it says, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. So I think, yeah, be humble. So I think that's the last question I wanted to ask you, Christine. But I was wondering if I could keep you just for a bit more to answer five more questions. They'll be a lot lighter than the last few, so don't worry too much. So the first question, Christine, is what is your favourite Bible verse and why? Okay, uh, I have to say I don't have a favourite Bible verse. The amount of time I spend in parts of the scripture changes. I can say, though, that I've been enjoying going back to, to Psalm 139. David is able to express his understanding of how much God loves us. And it is so immense. 
Just the way he describes how, you know, O Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely. You hem me in behind and before. You have laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. And I read this and this is too wonderful for me too. And I just see God loving me in ways I'm not even aware. Later down, it says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. And how it says, All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. And this really just comforts me so much. It gives me knowledge of how I started my journey with God, how he made me and how he knows every day that is to come even before I was born. And I think that goes back to, you know, when I was a teenager and I was feeling lost and this really just says, you know, God made me and he did it purposefully and he did it wonderfully and that's just the most loving thing to read and the second question I have for you Christine is who is your bible hero and why I've always really looked up to Daniel just the things that he did in faith are just amazing I mean that's aside from what God accomplished through him in facing such a powerful nation at the time. But one thing that struck me about Daniel is that how it says in there, he's highly esteemed in heaven. That just blows me away. You know, I suppose I think, wow, it is possible to live such a life. You know, wouldn't it be wonderful to please God so much that we are esteemed in heaven. So the third question I wanted to ask you, Christine, is when or where do you feel closest to God? Oh, I would have to say it's in the garden when I'm harvesting fruits and vegetables. I just uh, feel like it's his personal gift to me. He spoke the sun into being. I am a recipient of his power in that the energy from that sun is being taken up by these plants that he's growing in my garden. I can then harvest them to eat. That is uh, an answer to the prayer of him giving me my daily bread, but it's also a tangible way that I remember how he feeds me every day through his word his living word that gives me life and sustenance to my soul. And the fourth question is, what is an ordinary moment that fills you with gratitude? I wouldn't call it ordinary, but I would say today when my son gathered the family to pray for me, that God will put words in my mouth, that just, filled me with so much gratitude and it was far from ordinary but I think that is that joy that 
is incomparable to anything else in this world. Yeah, and Laura also said she'd be praying for me. And I think it's just seeing them walk with their God and now they are helping me in my walk. Yeah, that makes me think I shouldn't say ordinary in the question, but just any moment. And the last question I have for you, Christine, is what is one lesson you think God is still trying to teach you? That's hard to choose because there's quite a few. Uh, If I have to pick a big one uh, in James, how it says, consider it pure joy whenever we face trials. That's something that I'm still learning. Like you said, that's a lesson that's maybe not learnt in a lifetime, but we can hope at least. I think that's probably a good place to wrap up, but I did want to thank you, Christine, for making time to chat and especially for being so open with me and our listeners today. So thank you so much again. It's been such a blessing to me to spend this time with you, so thank you so much for having me. Now, Christine was a tad nervous about our interview, but I for one thought she had plenty of helpful insights and stories to share. Thank you for tuning in to the sixth episode of the podcast. You can send any feedback to saltyandbrightpod at gmail.com and look out for the seventh and final episode of the Firm Foundation series coming soon. But until then, stay salty and bright.